Welcome to The Nature Photographer on Wild and Exposed, your source for the behind-the-scenes secrets of today's top photographers working in wildlife, conservation, and fine arts. The Nature Photographer is produced in collaboration with NANPA, the North American Nature Photography Association. Thanks for joining us. So welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Nature Photographer podcast with Wild and Exposed. Today, we have myself, Don Wilson, from Nampa, and I have Jason Loftus and Ron Hayes, and we just finished some shooting out in the field, and we thought we would grab this opportunity to kind of chat a little bit about Nampa and kind of introduce you to what this podcast is about and some of the things that Nampa is about for any of those listeners that aren't yet familiar with the organization. First, let's talk a little bit about NAMPA stands for North American Nature Photography Association. I know we tend to refer to it as NAMPA so often that we sometimes forget that not everybody always understands what that stands for. But it is an organization or it's a community that connects people interested in nature photography through advocacy, conservation, education and inspiration those are kind of our four pillars of different things that we try to that we strive for in all of the different programs that we establish and but i know i've met ron and jason as you know as nature photographers we've met out in the field before we've certainly come across each other and you know out photographing whether it's grizzly bears or elk or deer uh, you know, certainly we're all kind of here out in the West. Jason's in Utah, I'm here in Colorado, and Ron's in Wyoming. So we certainly kind of wander around similar circles when it comes to good photography options. And that's one of the benefits, I think, of being a NAMPA member. I don't know if you guys would agree, you know, some of the networking opportunities. I know you've talked about that even with the podcast, too. I think networking is probably what adds to an individual photographer's success more than any other one factor. And that, you know, networking leads to mentorship, leads to increasing your creativity and leads to finding good locations at times as, as we get to know one another and that kind of thing. How about you, Jason? You got, I know you've got quite the network. I 100% agree with that, I think. And I've, I've said this a hundred times before probably, but it is one of my favorite parts about uh, photography in general. And it's become a really important part and a uh, neat part of doing the podcast too. And it's the, it's the social networking and getting to meet so many amazing people. So to have another option to expand that with NAMPA, you know, is, is a great option for a lot of folks. So you guys are both members of NAMPA. What do you think that some of the, some of the things that, that encourage you to join? Yeah, I'll just say for me, I think, you know, I, I haven't really realized a lot of the benefits at this point, right? Was I'm a recent member there's a lot of good networking opportunities that NAMPA brings to the members, for example, with the yearly summit that happens. And although that isn't happening this year, um, and it looks like, the, or it didn't happen this last year, and it looks like there's a, some stuff being worked on for this next year, which Don can talk about here in a minute, I'm sure. Um, but those are some of the things that excite me. And then the other thing that I was, I was looking and perusing the website and the membership op- uh, um, uh, benefits was some of the online access to things, um, some training things, some some video information, and some of those kinds of things as well. Um, plus, again, you just can't touch enough on the, the networking aspect of being able to meet other NAMPA members from all over the place. And as those, those relationships grow, as Ron mentioned, it kind of leads into other opportunities to get out and shoot in different areas and shoot different types of uh, wildlife and nature. So those are some of the things that caught my attention when I when I decided to join. 
honestly, the biggest benefit that jumped off the page to me was insurance. Because if you buy photography, quote unquote, insurance, even just for your equipment through your insurance company, there's some disadvantages because typically they put it on your house. And so if you end up making a claim, it shows as a claim against your house, uh, which is a huge negative. So to have straight photography insurance and then with a group the size of Nampa, you can you can get a little bit better rate than you can through private insurance as well. So that was a big benefit and made it worthwhile for me to, you know, the, the membership paid for itself in that in that capacity pretty quickly. And then the opportunity for learning events, reviews, to have some of the best in the world, frankly, uh, review your images, um, get a chance to hear from people that have been doing this for decades. I I think all those things add up to a pretty sweet benefit package. Let alone, you know, there's also companies, you know, I know uh, Charles Gladser, the heat company, they offer discounts for NAMPA members. Uh, there are other companies out there that offer discounts for, you know, all kinds of different things uh, to the membership. So th- those are huge advantages also, and those are some of them that are probably taken advantage of a little bit less than, uh, you know, things like the insurance and the and the activities like the summit, like you talked about, Jason and Don. We will have you kind of go into that because I have not attended. I don't know if Jason ever has. Um, but exactly what that is. But, you know, those, along with, obviously, the obvious networking benefits to an organization like NAMPA, I think uh, those were all strong draws for me. So, Don, what is a, what is the summit? You've obviously been there and taken part. So I have. I've been, to, gosh, I think I've been to three or four summits now. And so the summit, is it's actually a biannual event. And then in the opposite years of the other years um we have an event called celebration which is kind of a smaller smaller version um a little bit more with shoot with photography opportunities or in the field opportunities but summit is basically a a very large conference we get about 300 400 nature photographers together we have keynote speakers we have breakout sessions we have a ton of great just inspirational things that happen. We do a lot of, that's when we do our big award presentations. So our photographer of the year, our, you know, young photographer of the year, all the, um, the, the different individual awards for, um, you know, conservation efforts and, and new things that people are doing. So there's a ton of things that go on. There's a ton of learning opportunities, a ton of networking opportunities, there's usually either on the front end or the back end or in the mornings or the evenings, we do some some outing opportunities so people can still go out and photograph. The next summit is going to be in Tucson in April, end of April in, into early May 2021. And with everything going on with COVID right now, we did have to cancel our celebration event this year, which was going to be in Asheville. Um, but next year for summit, we are going to have some sort of event. We're still working out what that that's going to look like. And, you know, as everybody's kind of navigating through COVID and we still don't know what's going to happen with, with travel, um, even today or the last couple of days, I heard some states are still changing travel restrictions, adding them and cha- or making them more restrictive. So 
so we're going to have some sort of event in 2021. It'll be at the same time frame. It'll probably be some sort of combination of, you know, like in person, if you're comfortable with doing that and some online content. Um, but we'll keep everybody posted on that. So I would definitely save the dates for, for that. Um, and then we were talking a little bit about other learning opportunities. And we do a lot of things like regional field events um, where we get a small group of people, anywhere from six to 12 people out in the field that have a leader or two leaders that actually instruct people in the field. So the next year, or the next couple of years, we have um, we have a Badlands one coming up in May of 2021, um, led by uh, Sandy Zalesko, who is super, super knowledgeable about that area. And it's a phenomenal time of year to be out in the Badlands. It's, you know, things are greening up and, you know, all the, the bighorn babies are running around. So, so that should be a really good opportunity. And then we have a couple other ones, Grand Teton National Park. We're going to be doing a, a Birds of California workshop. And then we have an Outer Banks workshop in 2022. So, so there's still opportunities to kind of work with people out in the field if you want to meet other NAMPA members and then learn some photography as well. And then the other thing that we do are, um, you had mentioned discounts. So we do have insurance discounts. Um, you know, if you want to have your, your camera gear insured, we also do a lot of things, um, health plans. We have discounts for borrowed lenses. You talked about Chaz's, um, Charles Glatzer's discount on the gloves that he sells. Um, so there's a ton of them and those are all available on, our on our website under there's a let's see it says membership and then under membership it has if it would actually go with me here um member benefits and then under there it has an insurance discount so you can get you know without even joining you can take a look at what discounts we have but then you know as a member you get to take advantage of those opportunities so that's one way to kind of like ron said you know a way to pay back on on the membership which you can do for either a year or two years. Hey, Ron, real quick. I'm just curious. Can you talk a little bit more about the insurance aspect of that and what kind of a benefit that was to you as far as the savings itself? Or? Yeah. So when you go through a private insurance company, basically the group size or the number of people that they're insuring for that specific area is very small. So you end up paying more for insurance. I think for me it was almost a thousand dollars a year for liability and equipment, um, which is pretty expensive. And so when you go through a group like Nampa, uh, where there's a larger there's a larger group, they can reduce the rate of the insurance. And honestly, there are not that people that many people who treat their gear probably the way that I do. And so if the insurers are listening, just discount that last comment, <laughs> but I'm out and, and fairly active with my photo gear. And so things happen on occasion and you know, the, the benefit of having cheaper insurance for me is, is huge because I do at times have to fix things. Yeah, I guess I meant like, is it, is it, was it enough of a savings that it really did just pay for itself by having the NAMPA membership? So, yes. yep. The, so for anybody that's even considering it, right? There's yeah, a, and I did the two really year, good. and the, and that paid for itself all, you know, right away. Oh. 
And it's not just equipment insurance. They also, you know, so if you run your own business, um, there is professional insurance, both liability and business owner policy. Um, we have a travel insurance for anybody that does travel. You know, we all love to travel as nature photographers. Um, and then there's also a health insurance option too, for those of us that are like myself that are self-employed, um, you know, that's, all, you know, right along with Ron saying, it's really expensive to do an individual policy, but if you can then kind of do a group policy where you're now just like any business would have, you have multiple people on that same policy. So it helps to reduce it. Um, so all of that information is also available under the membership information on the website. And insurance conversations are always most exciting stuff in the world. But I will tell you from firsthand experience, <laughs> if you do not get the right kind of insurance and don't ask your advisor or your insurance agent, you know, all the specifics around it, you can really be burned in the long run if you do need to use it. So it is something to, to really look into. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking that's actually something I haven't taken advantage of through the or through the membership, which I will be doing. So, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a great it's a great opportunity. So we stay pretty busy. I mean, we have, you know, in addition to, you know, the things we offer members, we have, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to get involved. We have several committees. There's, oh, I think we're up to 11 or 12 committees now. You know, there's um, marketing, there's conservation, there's ethics, there's a finance committee, there's an awards committee, and they all get together, you know, outside, you know, because we're all spread out all over the U.S. So we do a lot of, um you know, a lot of Zoom calls these days. So you still get to see everybody and you get to meet all these people. And then you do something like Summit and you get to meet them in person. Um, so, you're, you know, you're building a network, you're building a you know, friendship with people that have similar interests. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there to just kind of get involved and give back. And then we also have a foundation, too, that that does a lot of fundraising um, that then gives back to um, the two pro two programs that we have, the high school program and the college program, where we actually provide scholarships to high school students and college students for the respective programs. And then they can come out and NAMPA members actually lead those programs and teach them. And a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people actually kind of continue to go on, you know, we've already had, um, we've done, we have a couple of upcoming podcasts with a couple of people, um, Andrew Snyder and Gabby Salazar have both gone through those programs and then they've become involved with NAMPA. They've gone on to, Gabby was actually even president of NAMPA. Um, so they've gone on to do really great things. So it's a really good foundation for, for different people. And then we have grant programs too. I mean, there's so much going on and we, we could fill a, an hour chatting about different things, but yeah, and I think this is the opportunity to do that. We, so those of you that don't know, now that we are, we've started the Nature Photographer podcast. We are going to be doing one full podcast and then one short per month, and this is kind of filling that niche of of the short. And we want to take the opportunity to kind of explore exactly what Nampa does as the, you know, not everybody in the wild and exposed audience is involved with with an organization like nampa so just to give you an opportunity to hear what it's all about give you the opportunity to to join and become a member and to kind of reap the benefits that are available as you know through that membership now going into the membership don there's a couple different options could you explain those for everybody there are so you could actually join as a one-year membership or you could join as a two-year membership and there are also um, 
options for joint membership. So if you have two people in a household, so for example, Ron, if you and your wife are both into nature photography and she wanted to join as well, you can do um, where both of you join and you get a discount that way. Um, there's also a student membership. Um, and then there's a friend of NAMPA, which is an individual membership um, with privileges um, as kind of, but a special friend of NAMPA recognition. So it's a little bit more expensive. Um, and that's kind of another way to give back to the organization to help us raise money for things like our high school and college programs and the other things that we do to kind of give back to the nature community. So, yeah, I mean, as we get get into this podcast you guys have been doing a phenomenal job with wild and exposed you guys have been around i think almost three years now i've enjoyed listening to your podcast and i think it's a phenomenal opportunity for us to work together on this this podcast um you know so for anybody that's you know a nampa member listening to this you know definitely listen to their other episodes they have a, a huge wealth of information of nature photography and travel and adventure and they've just been talking to some amazing people out there they talk about gear if you want to know anything about the Canon R5, I think they got to a point where they had kind of <laughs> said no more. We're going to we, we've we've kind of covered that issue or that topic. Um, but they do a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to to working together over, you know, in the coming months and bringing bringing lots of things that we can bring to the table with, you know, some of our members and and what you guys can bring to the table with your knowledge as well. Yeah, and I guess you know, it would be good to take an opportunity to tell people how this came about because I don't, in the conversation that you had with uh, Charles Glatzer, I'm not sure that we discussed this. And uh, we saw it as mutually beneficial. Uh, we all believe in NAMPA as an organization. It stands for the same, same things that we stand for, you know, ethically, conservation-wise. And uh, it was an organization that we really wanted to align ourselves with in addition to inter introducing our audience to NAMP and the benefits that they could receive and then introducing Wild and Expose obviously to NAMPA members and uh, being able to increase our community and the, the talent pool that we can draw from for, for people that we might have as future guests as well. So it was definitely a win-win in my opinion, and I thank you and thank Nampa for allowing us to take part in that. We have lots of great things planned, so I know we've been busy scheduling. I've been busy keeping these guys on their toes and getting some some <laughs> interviews scheduled and recorded. So we have lots lots in store for everybody. I mean, we've got you know, some opportunities. We've talked about me coming up to Wyoming, so we could do you know, maybe something out in the field. Um, I just had another member who was is interested in doing something out in the field out in California. If you guys are up for it, and you know, so we'd like to do those types of things too, just to kind of you know bring both the wild and exposed audience as well as the the Nampa membership and, and that potential audience. Just you know, kind of raise awareness about different things that are going on out there. I mean, it, you know, in some ways I'd almost love to do something where we're struggling with a lot of wildfires here in Colorado. I just heard about another new one started today. And, um, you know, there's those topics too. That's all conservation. That's all, you know, how can nature photography help tell the stories of, you know, what's happening in the world these days. So you just had some really neat images you posted not too long ago um, from the fire, the Cameron Peak fire there that's real close to your your household actually there that's kind of getting a little bit too close for comfort but uh but those those types of images absolutely help people get a feel for the impact and and how significant and how serious those things are you know it's hard when you hear it's the 
is it now the world or the biggest fire in history in in Colorado in Colorado recorded history? Um, and yeah. I actually just posted just before we got on this call, just to put it in perspective, you know, for those that that live out east, I grew up in New Jersey where wildfires just didn't seem to be that big of an issue. Um, ever since I lived in Colorado, I've learned so much about water issues and fire management, forest management, and, you know, all those things that really affect everybody because, you know, it affects air quality and it affects, you know, the water that, you know, the snow that, that falls in the mountains here flows downstream down eventually down to the Mississippi in some places or the Gulf of Mexico. But to put it in perspective, the Cameron Peak fire just hit 203,000 acres overnight. So it's, it's larger than that now. But Philadelphia is 90,688 square miles or square acres, excuse me. So 203,253 square acres for the Cameron Peak fire and Philadelphia is 90,688 square acres. So it's more than double the size of a city as big as Philadelphia. So, you know, it kind of puts in perspective of, you know, how much impact this stuff has and, you know, the responsibilities we have when we're in the outdoors of, you know, if there's no fire ban, then be respectful of that. And if there's, if you know the conditions are dry, then be respectful of that, even if there isn't a fire ban. But I don't want to get on a soapbox (laughs) about what you should and shouldn't do in the outdoors. I don't want to be the the poo-pooer of, of having fun out there because, you know, I want to have as much fun as everybody else too. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting on a little bit of a soapbox as far as respecting the regulations that are out there. That's, we definitely all need to do so because, you know, obviously the risk is not worth the cost, you know, in this case, because it, from a conservation and ecological standpoint, a fire that burns cool has tremendous benefits to the to the ecosystem because it'll come back green it'll provide habitat right away a fire that burns as hot as as this one is and the one that was in southern wyoming as well when they when they burn that hot it's just scorched earth and it takes a long time for things to start growing again it's not going to happen in a year's time so no, and these forests definitely needed needed a, a rebirth. You know, they were a lot of pine pine beetle kill, a lot of you know dead trees, um, very thick trees that I know that you know that's considered you know unhealthy as well. So it is definitely needed. Um, but in the meantime, like you said, there's other you know people's people's homes have been burned. Thankfully, nobody in the Cameron Peak fire, nobody's been hurt. So, um, but you know that's that's not the case. I know in California, that's that is the case out there. So. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that can can happen out of out of just those, like you said, you know, just not not following the rules while you're out there. Yeah, awareness is important, and that's what we can help do with our photography too, for sure. So, absolutely, photography is a great way to tell stories about conservation. I mean, one of the photos I just got the other day of the Cameron Peak fire was elk standing there still feeding, you know, and you see that the the smoke, the plumes of smoke above them. Um, you know, kind of off in the distance. And, you know, that tells a story, you know, the animals are affected by all of this too. And yet they still seem to, you know, they seem to know that they were safe where they were. But, um, you know, there's a lot of conservation stories behind all of that. So I don't know, guys. I mean, I think that was a pretty good introduction to to the podcast and to what we're doing with with you guys and, and why you're working with us and an introduction to NAMPA for those that aren't familiar with it. Um, so we'll continue to do these types of, you know, short, informative 
episode so that you guys kind of keep everybody in the loop on what's going on. And if people are going to have a regional type gathering, uh, where can they find that out? And how can we establish one? Because uh, this podcast format might be a fun way to get something like that going in you know, the Wyoming, Colorado, Utah area. Just have a regional gathering, maybe do a live recording at some point. Absolutely. So if you go on the website there under events, there is some information about different things that we do. And under the events link, so the website's nampa.org. And under the events link, there's everything for meetups, um, the summit information, the the um, regional field events. And then there's a committee, a regional events committee that actually schedules a lot of that stuff. So so that would be the just reach out to them. There's a form right on our website that if there's either something that you're interested in seeing, um, you know, if there's a place that you would like to learn about and you'd like to see if you know, maybe one of our members could lead a, a program there or if you're interested in maybe you know, hold, hosting your own, um, you can submit that form right on the website. Excellent. Well, I guess we could sign off for today, guys, and go enjoy the rest of, of our weekend and we'll catch up with everybody on the next episode.